Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the Morning starts now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Okay. You know what I like? I'll tell you what I like. It's kind of a rhetorical. I was going to tell you anyway. I wasn't really waiting for anybody. Well, you're the host. You know what I enjoy? You love that. I love a good stave. Oh. Like, I go, I like my stave medium rare. And don't mess around with ketchup on it. Just... It's got to be a stave yeah, the way it is. Just a stave, no sauce, let's go. You can season it, right, if you need, but for me, especially right about now, mid-late May. Yeah, yeah, doesn't get better. A good stave. This time of year? Yeah. Oh. Really enjoy a good stave. Fire up a stave on the back deck? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know that tomorrow or today, but maybe tomorrow. We'll, Tomorrow uh, good stave. Yeah, I don't know. There could be a stave tonight, but I'm less interested in tonight's yeah, stave. I'm, I'm sort of. I got a Thursday stave in mind. So here we are, already looking to stave off elimination. You like the sizzling plate or the yeah. Calgary Flames? Mm-hmm. Hot, cold, sizzling, whatever. We need some stave in here in in a hurry. Mm. Or this playoff run for the Calgary Flames is going to come to a close at the hands of the Edmonton Oilers. The Battle of Alberta deserves more. We need more than than five games, six. Come on now. It's close to, you know, completing the, oh, we got a serious storybook uh, series here. One for the ages. And then, oh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Let me take your cheering allegiances aside. I'm sure Oiler fans would disagree. Yes, you but, want to move along. But, but That's really, the point of the tournament. But really, a Flames win would have made for better drama. For the, the series is better if it goes longer. The Battle of Alberta. With more drama and more, yes, back and forth. But, you know, do it your way, I suppose. You know, 5-3. another. Just go be the Rangers. Way. Just go, go win a series down 3-1. 5-3 Oilers win yesterday. At Rogers Place in front of a uh, a sellout crowd, I'm told. Is that right? Yeah, capacity crowd up in Edmonton last night. Mm. And there have been some wonky, weird starts to these games. You think of game one, you think of game two, where the Flames come out of the gates, pour it on, get early goals. Yesterday, with so much attention on Jacob Markstrom, the goals against, the save percentage, the battle, where... What what is happening? Do the Oilers have the the recipe for what it takes to get to Jacob Markstrom? Twenty one seconds in, he flubs a, a puck and Ryan Nugent Hopkins buries it. About the worst possible scenario. I don't know. There's many worse. I mean, it could have been five seconds in, but even then, it's about the same in worseness. Yeah, you know, and how awful the timing would be, and and specifically because it comes off of a gaff from Markstrom. Mm-hmm. Who has already got it? He's feeling the pressure under he the knows. microscope, and gifts one to them, and the and the barn is alive, and and on they come. And I, I was listening to a bunch of the post game this morning, and you know Sutter and Rasmus Anderson and Michael Backlund and all that. Despite being somehow being down three nothing in the first, still feel like we're playing pretty well. Kind of like our game here in the first, despite 
you know, the three goals that went into the back of our net. Yeah, well, the first one's a good, that's a huge gaffe. The second's a power play where a guy with one arm couldn't win a battle, which you'd expect him not to be able to do. And, you know, whether he should or shouldn't be in is certainly something that's going to be tough for people not in that room that don't have the info know. He tried his ass off, but that's a big goal. If that goal it's kind of, I see both in, sides on that, if right? If that goal doesn't go in, you, it's full marks. It was but, a great night could, for him in terms of effort. But yeah. you could see, if you, just watching, and not to say I'm astute, but I just it happened to be one of those things where it was really clear he was laboring in front. Oh, yeah. It's like, you got to clear this and get him off the ice. With one arm. But he couldn't do it. And then, of course, it's the battle, and he just doesn't. This is Chris Tanev, who did play the first game of the series, who has... Somewhat of a shoulder injury, it would appear. His oh, right sure shoulder, appear, yeah. his right shoulder is uh, seriously injured. He played just under twenty minutes, nineteen minutes, twenty four seconds. That's a lot of hockey, man! Holy. And truthfully, outside of that, I thought he was he was fine. But it's you could see handling pucks was not yeah. real easy for him. But for him to gut through that injury is remarkable. I don't so, think people understand how many players out of 100 NHLers would not be on the ice there. Like, I think we're talking about one or two out of 100 or play through something like this. So anyway, I jumped in on you there. Uh, so the first goal is off of a goalie giveaway into the net. The second, a power play goal. And then the third one is, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a nothing play where the puck is just sifted to the middle of the ice. What off a defender sticking in? And... You know, I went back and watched, and the, it's what it's what the Flames do on a play like that. Is Kachuk is going to try and bust? He thinks, okay, this play is this play is in hand. We, we we're going to be able to get to this puck. He leaves the zone. Mm. It goes to the middle, and there's lots of time there for Kane, who kind of realizes, I guess I can go get this puck now, and shoots it. It goes off of a stick and in. Now I don't know. Is that one that Markstrom needs to have? It kind of feels like it right now. If it's off a stick, it's tough to blame a guy, though, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, he hasn't been very good this series. He was exceptional in round one. And at five on five, the save percentage is way too low for you to win a series, no matter how much of the puck you control. Um, He's got to be better, but he's got theoretically one, two, or three games to be better. Last night was the type of game the Flames wanted to play in terms of stylistically how it unfolded. They held the puck more. They wore down the Oilers. They're cycled in their zone. They had more chances. They had more shot attempts, they had more shots, they had more expected goals, but the gaffes were huge. And you know what, to be fair, still a lot of passengers in some big moments. Yeah, we will get to that. And I don't know how it works. If you look at the giveaway goal that he has in the opening minute, and then the pad save on the power play in the third on dry sidle, do they balance out? Is it not? Is that not I don't how think so. <laughs> no, I don't think sure that's it how it I mean, we measure goaltenders by the number of pucks they stop. Right. What percentage of it? Because you made that save, yeah. and if you don't do that, and if you f- just get a piece of the, the cane shot, then you've had a pretty good bounce-back night, and like you say, despite having some guys that aren't performing offensively, you could have snuck out of there with a win. I Damn don't close. And I don't know that you deserved it. You know, we, we talked about that after games. Did they steal one? Did they deserve a better fate? I don't know. A lot of nights, that's a good enough effort for them to win. Well, I mean... How many games, though, like, I, I don't disagree with you in terms of the effort, but how many games you, can you expect to win when you're down 3-0 after 20? No, I, I bet I... Like, it, that's it, that's kind of the balance of the conversation, right? Like, I thought they're, the way they played, 
how many chances they create. That's going to win a lot of games. But also, if you're down 3 nothing over 20, you're just not going to win many games at all. You're talking about one out of every, what, 10, 8, 7, even for the best teams in the league? That's It's a hole that most teams can't climb out of, even if you are going to dominate. And they didn't really dominate, but they were quite good. But that hole is just too insurmountable. So how did you get to the hole? How do you make the hole not happen again? There's lots to like there. There's also a 3 nothing hole. Yeah, and there's there's the macro and the micro. And the macro is that three, the 3 nothing. But I guess as you sit here now in a must-win situation, you look individually at some of the pieces of the game. What's working? What isn't working? The power play gets a goal for you. Mm-hmm. You get you then get another one 36 seconds later. You fight your way back. So there's there, there's credit there, but still aside from the from the defending or from the from the goaltender, I don't know that the defending is still where it needs to be. There's it was still, better. There's still some pretty decent and even even if there was a block, there's some there's way more open space. There's just a lot that what the Flames what their calling card proved to be over the course of the season. Over 82, for the most part, they proved to be defensively stout. They're going to be in low-scoring games. Their top line is one of the best lines Was. in the league. <laughs> uh, your your five-on-five play, your road record, all of that comes together and made them one of the best teams in the Western Conference and in the league. And right now, they're... They're losing five on five. They're not winning a goaltending battle. Nope. They they are one and four on the road this postseason. They have the one win in Dallas. They won game four in Dallas. That would be their one road win. Yep. And their top line, if not you want if you want to do it, even if you don't want to make the comparable to the gaudy numbers that are being put up by Dry McDavid, and Kane. Yeah, which is kind of unfair. Um, I don't think that that should be the comp for them, right? You thought that you knew that Oilers' top line was going to eat, but you thought your depth could outshine theirs. You still need your top line to be a top line. And outside of game one, because that was the you know, a pinball machine kind of a game. Three goals for Kachuk, a goal and an assist for Lindholm, three helpers for Gaudreau. Take away game one in games two, three, and four. The top line is combined for one goal and four helpers. And that's not enough. Nope. And they got to be better? Uh, defensively, they haven't been superb. Like, it, the the margins are so thin the commitment has to be so all in, right? And that's just playoff hockey. It's a cruel sport because you can outplay a team and lose. You can outchance a team and lose. You can get goalied like you saw with Ottinger in round one. But in a game where the slightest of margins are the difference between winning and losing, like last night, you can't just pick your spots. It's got to be all in commitment. And that's been missing from a lot of Flames players. I think... There's a f- one line I think that you just you can count on to try th- that's been really good. Like the Backlund line's been sensational. The the Michael Backlund haters have had a really rough spring. He's Backlund, been probably their best forward in the playoffs. Backlund was a horse last night. And think about who he's playing against a lot of the night. Like yeah. goodness, no, he was really good. He, he what he's been asked to do. Now look, the, the the big guys are going off, and but for that guy to be creating offense and physically where he's at. And we know how good he is defensively. Like monster series for him. I don't think it's a it's a shock that it's with Manjapani and Coleman on his wings. They've been great. But your top line needs to get better. Tyler Toffoli has to find a way to impact the series. 
the thing about and the thing that I, I mean, I I like to Foley. That's a selfish, dumb penalty for a guy that doesn't take penalties, and it puts him at two nothing. The, the, again, and the margin score. of error is so slim. If your if your goal is going to give him one twenty one seconds in, and you're going to take a selfish penalty that makes it two nothing, like sorry, that's probably too many mistakes to overcome in a night, and yet they almost did. He had the one shot in the slot where he was took the feed in front. The the the. the I, I I think if he's scoring, it's everything's fine. But when you have two goals in two series, it's not enough. And there's two more years on this deal. It's not like, oh, the, the trade was a bad one or anything like that. But you worry about his feet, and his he hasn't really impacted these series much. No. He's been too invisible for me. Uh, I've actually noticed Yarn Croak more, who hasn't scored in, what, like 30 games now? Yeah, I mean. Like, he, he, on the same line, he's been really dependable and solid defensively. Dubé, you need more. Luch has been a non-factor since game one. And I think you're seeing the top pair is probably a couple twos and threes. There's no number one there, which we've probably known. They, they are still missing an elite defenseman. Not that everyone gets to have one. The Oilers don't. But, you know, this this is not uh, – there, there's lots of room for improvement, and there's not enough guys playing great right now. The thing, The thing, too – if it were one aspect of your game that was failing you right now, if your goaltending was iffy, but your top line and your power mm-hmm. and everything else, but defensively you're still good, you're you're going to be able. We're going to it's two two if that's the case. We're going to pull Markstrom up here. Yeah. We're going to carry him. If your goaltend or if your goal scoring goes into the tank, well, at least you can play defense and have your Vesna nominee. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's all kind of the five-on-five, the goaltending, the defensive play, the mm-hmm. offense. It's yep. all abandoned them to a certain degree. Right. Yeah. Like, if you said they, they were going to get the worst goaltending in the series, which they have to this point, that's, ooh, yikes. Their depth wasn't going to outshine the Oilers' depth. Oh, dear. That's a big problem. And the top line was going to be just okay at best. Well, yeah, that's... Now, the flip side is you probably didn't think you'd be doing better on special teams than the Oilers. Yeah. You have Worst ever five so slightly. Where's 5-on-5 production-wise and better off on the power play? So there's there's more to give, but it also just shows you if you had a couple more facets of your game going, you're tied in this series. Never mind if, geez, you found a way to you know salt one away in game two. Like that's That feels like the real lost one. Last night was an impressive feat just to get back to even. But game two is one that, you should have had. And we'll see how this series goes. I mean, if again, if there's a goalie who feels like he might be able to let you back into a series, it would be Smitty, and we'll talk about the goal well, last night. But, I mean, yeah, last but, night he let him into the game, didn't he? But at the same time, made some he's been he's been just fine. It was classic Mike Smith. He had some big saves. He had some big saves where he was in no position to make a second save because he was sliding into the corner, but a rebound didn't find a stick. He also you know, had some good puck plays, had some horrendous puck plays, and on one of the plays where he tried to play the puck and got a little frazzled, nearly took a penalty for playing it out of the trapezoid, he didn't look quite ready for when a puck beat him from further out than any other puck that's beat a goalie all year in the NHL. It was classic Mike Smith. It was everything. It was the whole package. The if you haven't seen it, and I'm guessing if you're if you're listening to sports radio on the morning after game, you saw it, but it is in the third period halfway through and Rasmus Anderson from rant line just yeah just beyond the top of his of the circles in his own zone not mm-hmm. the offensive zone the defensive zone 
just kind of puts a clapper on net and Mike Smith loses it in the crowd. So I, I, we know how that can happen. You see in baseball, they have the, uh, the batters. You can lose the, the object in, in the crowd. And he did. And it went in and it beat him. And I'll tell you what, I thought there's an, there's no way the flames lose. Now they fought back, dug in, they get that power play goal. And then, the backland goal you get to the third you're within one you get a gift and then they poured it on then they had the momentum they were coming and then ryan nugent hopkins gets a rebound and scores the eventual game winner so i don't know if it's credit to the goalie stick but credit just to the, enough to get in the top of the net to the to the other team not enough to the to the to the visitors i don't know no, hey credit them for that 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 could have been a moment where they sagged and said oh this guy again but they didn't give the oilers deserve credit for that and they talked a lot about that post game to a man a lot of the oilers talked about hey you know we we didn't throw our hands up unlike smith who did throw his hands up i don't know what he was was it someone's fault they were in the lane 120 feet away? No, I just think he couldn't <laughs> believe it. Yeah, I know. But again. <laughs> I get it. It's uh, This is not easy. There's a lot of things that... Uh, there's a lot of things that you figured were going to go a certain way that have not gone that way. 5-on-5 five five play, net mining. I mean, even, you know, even, uh, even Gretzky picked the Flames in this series. Whatever it took to fire up Connor. Who actually you, you contained last night? <laughs> you don't stop Connor. Yeah, two you, could assists. you contain him? Yeah. See, two points. There you are, boys. You hold Connor to two, you got a chance to win. But uh, Drysaitel gets three assists and uh, two goals for Kane, who's had an unbelievable playoff. He's finishing. Nugent Hopkins gets two, the first and essentially the last, the game winner. Has the Flames in a position now where they're coming home? They got a game Thursday that they must win. They're down three to one. Mm-hmm. Can we, I've sat here, I think we've sat here and told you there is no carryover. There's no momentum that goes from one game to the next. We talked about the Oilers last round, how good they were in game five, uh, going into overtime, dominant, and then lost within two minutes of overtime. Yeah, they they had played an awful game, were down a couple two-goal deficits or three-goal deficits, and just for the last 10 minutes, it was the McDavid show. That was when he first entered video game mode, in my mind. Went bananas, tied the game, and then 72 seconds in, it was Kempe. And I said this yesterday. I think beyond the math of being in must-win territory, what a 3-1 series deficit does, especially with how McDavid is going, and we'll talk about the one player is beating us kind of narrative that came out of the flames. And I think we've trotted out there too, is it, it allows you to have that guy just single-handedly win a game. And that will now be enough to eliminate you from the postseason. He gets three cuts. The best player in the world gets three cuts. Yeah. Like that's, that's the spot that you've found yourself in when you don't close out game two, when you have too many mistakes in game four, And it's it, the, the depth of the Oilers, really, from top to bottom, I'll say even on the blue line. Especially the blue line. Even the Oilers, the Oilers' defense has been very good this series for what they are. They've been better than I thought they could be at this point. 
Barry is what he is, but he's he's been fine at relieving pressure, right? The thing he can do is he can skate and he can get the puck out. CeCe's been okay. Kulak's been strong. Kulak's been really good at for them. Nurse, this was a guy that, man, like he was here. Yeah. No one wanted him in the league. He was on waivers. He's turned into a very, very steady defensive defenseman. Played 18 and a half last night. Darnell Nurse, we believe, is playing injured to a certain degree. He was fine last night, 18-33. Duncan Keith, 21 and a half. CC, 19-44. Their defense has been the better of the two, I would say. Yep. And the depth up front goes to the Oilers. Hyman has picked apart the... the, the, the he has. He's been a you know killer. I, I kept the, thinking about it this week. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a chance to leave and stayed there. And, you know, they really like Ryan McLeod, and they go get Derek Ryan. They have some other guys that can play center. But what that allowed them to do is put Drysaddle McDavid together and not have a glaring weakness at second-line center. And that's been so key for them since they put that group together because, yes, that top line's going to go off. Your three best players are on it as forwards, right? You get it. But what's left behind it? Well, the Nugent Hopkins line's been very good and – you know, it's silly because Markstrom gives it, puts it on his tape, and then everyone post game talks about, well, how about Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Well, he got gifted one, but he's the type of player that never gets talked about and is a very, very good hockey player that does not get the recognition because of who's around him and because of the way he plays. He's kind of a very Michael Backlund esque guy where uh, if you're just counting goals, he's not going to impress you. But if you watch the way he defends, like that's a really big piece for this group if they're going to put Kane, Dreisaitl, and McDavid on the same line. And I think even if you go back to the last round of the oil change, remember when it came through, he was a first overall pick, but still was outshone by Taylor Hall and even Jordan Eberle to a certain extent. Those were the high, the high octane offensive guys, the flashy forwards, and then mm-hmm. McDavid comes in and then Dreisaitl comes in. He was a first overall pick, but to yeah. your point, he has been really solid, and and you would have understood the, if he wanted to leave. He's he's he's, he's what a, a, a winger in the top six or a third line center that's miscast. But give him credit; he is fully bought in to Connor and the Oilers, and could have left for greener pastures. But he wants to win there. Signed that extension. Well, it wasn't an extension, but signed to stay. Five point one two five. Forever, but still, Forever. yeah. Like but it's, it's if you've got a second line center or a guy that can move up and down that's making just over five, you'll take it. Yeah, it, it's it's all going it's all Oilers right now. So I, I apologize to the to the Flames fans. If you're going to work today and you work with some Oilers fans, it's gonna be a tough day. Now the good news is that, you know, the series isn't over. We've seen teams in this very playoff tournament come out of holes like this. The season is not over for the Calgary Flames. And to be fair, they've shown you they, they can outplay the Oilers. You just need a few more factors to come together on the same night, starting on Thursday. It's the old uh, slippery slope. There's lots of areas of the Flames game that is underperforming right now, where if it starts to pick up, you would be in good shape. That said, there's a lot of aspects of the Flames games right now that that is underperforming. And I don't know who is... I mean, if 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 you were, who's the whipping boy for Flames fans today? Is it the top line? Is it the goaltender? What is? Could be it? whoever you want. I mean, it just it's not going to help getting a whipping boy. But there's there's enough guys that need to be better. 
there basically can't be anyone on the second line, that's that's probably the end of the list. <laughs> right? Like, what other group can really say we've exceeded expectations thus far? No one. Um, like, sorry. Goalie has to be better. And, and look, Tanev, you, you absolutely admire the warrior nature there, the, the ability to, to go do your job despite being wounded. But a goal's on him, in a sense. But if know, he's healthy, he gets it out of there, right? Like if, if Chris Tanner's healthy, does that puck go in? I say no. And he would see he was awesome. He yeah. was awesome. But that one in a in a one goal game feels massive because it is. And one nothing is totally different than two nothing. And yes, they shouldn't have been on the penalty kill. But point is, is that he didn't have a perfect game. There's like there, there there's but, lots of room for guys to be better. But Absolutely. on the on the flip side. It's almost an it's kind of not an identical play, but it's almost the same play on the game winning goal mm-hmm. where Shillington has he does not have position. And he can be better too, can he? On on Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. No, like like we're saying, if you're not, there's only a few guys that can't be better. Everyone else got some room to give more, no question. Leon Dreisaitl, three helpers, becomes the first player ever in playoff history to have three or more points in four straight games with so much attention being on McDavid from us, the dumb media, and everybody else. Uh, yeah, that guy's pretty good, too. And that was an amazing save. And you, you, you could feel that one coming as you watch that Oilers power play because you know where he's going, and you know what McDavid is doing. Hey, look at me. Look at me over here. Hey, hey, guys. Mm-hmm. And somehow a big hulking forward like Dreisaitl is able to, to slide in behind everybody. And, of course... A perfect pass onto his tape, and mm-hmm. somehow Markstrom comes over and and makes that pad save. It's it honestly, it's at the core of why if you're if you grew up here, you're a Flames fan here, you love the Flames. What's so incredibly painful about the Oilers and why you you hate them? And it's funny because there's lots of people say, "Well, if the Oilers lose, I'll cheer for the Flames." There's not a lot the other way because it just feels wrong that a team that was run so poorly for so long got gifted a player who will be the best one we watch in our lives. That was the reward for being so bad. A year you tried to make the playoffs, you get the best player we'll watch in our life. And it doesn't feel fair because it's not fair. But, hey, one team was going to get them. Just happened to be the yeah, team with four lottery wins in seven years. It feels like backpack. Let's, no, but it, it is, man. It's, like It's, it's just deep. that's how do you – how in the world can you say you ever feel good playing that team when that guy's there? How? He can single-handedly change everything. But what? why is it different this year than than last year? He was just as dominant in a way well, when I, they got... Sw- he was the best player in the world, but I think he's found a new level this year. And they've slowly put more pieces around him. It shouldn't have taken this year. It shouldn't be year seven that they get to win their... Third, second, and third playoff rounds with them. Like that's again on poor management. But I guess that. But ag- like, like it, it, it's just there's more around him. He's found a new level, and there's more around him. Like Evander Kane, bad human. You go read the things he's alleged of. It's not one person. It's a lot of people. Great hockey player. Yeah, he's bad human. From uh, from all of like it would seem what he's it. alleged. And accused of doing, like, uh, it's, it's horrible stuff. You would not want him near people that you love and care for. You wouldn't. On the ice, power forward, unicorn. Very rare player that can fight heavyweights, 
that can score 30 goals, that can finish. He's a really good hockey player. And like, are they better with him on the ice? Yeah. Was there a chance it could blow up in the room and that thing could turn into a tumor? Yep. Big roll of the dice. Was he a goalie at a time when they needed a goalie more than anything else this season? No, another roll of the dice. But at this point, he's been big for them. He's been big. Everything that could go their way is going their way. They are absorbing. You go to game two. They absorbed a 2 nothing hole early. Yesterday, they absorb a goal from the parking lot. Their goaltender has been... Um, He's been just fine. He has provided what you would expect out of a number one goaltender, I think, from anybody in the NHL. There were some saves yesterday where coming across on Gaudreau on the one-timer, there were a couple plays where he was over there. He was there in time. Mm-hmm. And that Yeah, early on, the Gaudreau, the top-line passing play, that's, that's a pretty save. Now, he's in no position to make a second save. He's starfishing into the corner, yeah. and the rebound's right there, but it's on a blue tape stick, not a red tape stick. But that's a whale of a save. So the addition of Hyman, Kane, is that you know is that what we're looking at right now? Because for the first time since 2006, the Oilers are a win away from a Western Conference Final. It's crazy to think that that's where we're at right now. Deeper. And th- hey, I'll, I'll say this. Pretty hard not to like the coaching change midseason. If you're an Oilers fan or if you're just watching this team so much better defensively. And again, post-game, it was Smith last night talking about defined roles. Guys know what they have to do. Um, he's not, this does not look like a timid first-time NHL coach. He's been very pointed in his post-game comments. He's called out Calgary's goaltending and coaching in a sense. And his team has been so much better defensively since he's been there. And the guy before him was kind of known for defense. Yeah, it's still kind of a funny one where you would replace Dave Tippett with a more defensive-minded coach. That was. I don't even know he's more defensive-minded. It's just they, they they've been better defensively since the change. So maybe it's the messaging. Whatever reason, that's a massive move they made. Look at this. Look at Corey Sarich and Robin Regeer on the show today. Maybe they. Oh man, can they slot? I was gonna say, get some skates. What numbers are they gonna wear? I would think Corey Sarge has had a hard time watching this series as much as he loved the Dallas series. Low event, goaltending. Yeah, he would have hated game one. Holy. This is a gonna, lot of blown assignments. We're going to let Sarich uh, air it out, get some things off his chest coming up in hour two. And yes, Robin Regeer, former Flames blue liner. He is now one of the heads of the alumni golf tournament for the Calgary Flames. We'll be there tomorrow. Set uh, Pritis Greens. We'll be live from the golf course tomorrow. And then in hour number three, I'm going to say, we'll talk to Tommy Wielden Jr., Calvary FC. Another chance for you to potentially win tickets to tomorrow's game five. And there was another game played yesterday. The New York Rangers find a way as Carolina loves it at home, hates it on the road. It's getting uh, it's getting gaudy at this point. We'll be back with the Pinder Report. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Boomer in the morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Calgary. Oh, buddies. 25th of May. Hey, May, where'd you go? Oh, my God. 
I guess you get into playoff hockey and you're focused on one game, one day or the next. This really has been a month of what day is it? No idea. Yeah, is it game day or an off day? I can tell you if they if there's a game tonight or not. It's a an game. off day. It's not a game day. <laughs> Don't put your helmet on today. Yeah. So we're into May. That means we've got one, two snowfalls left and then we're into summer. <laughs> Sorry. I hope you stop it. No, May Long's passed. Never mind. People went camping. They, You're good now. People still do that, hey, May Long, they go Why? camping. I, yeah. uh, I give everybody credit. I guess credit might be not the word to use. Mm. But I do love the stubborn nature of the Albertan, the Calgarian, who says, it's May Long, we go out, we get the camper, or whatever it is, we go it's out. The beginning of uh, summer, away we go. And yes, we have the heaters and the sleeping bags and everything we need. We woke up to a collapsed tent because there was a foot of snow. <laughs> Sandbags still in the trunk of the car. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we can take, yeah. yeah, we'll take the winners off when we get home. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, what comes after uh, after May is June. So it's almost June. How do you feel about that? Are you ready for summer? I'm going to be not here for a lot of June, so I'm a okay with that. Mm, great. Yeah. It's awesome for me then. Well, you get vacation too. I'd encourage you to take it. How much of June? I don't want to talk off air. Oh, jeez. Uh, Corey Sarich going to join us here in studio. It's all right. Uh, everyone, everyone's reading the text line today. I can't be going quick enough here. No, look. Yeah. The old text line. Yeah, a lot of people defending 91. <laughs> Which you knew was going to happen. Well, in certain places, put on certain colors, it doesn't matter what you do. But there was the, hmm, I don't know if we want this type of character in our midst. This is not really the type of uh, human being that we want representing our logo and our brand. Yay! Yeah. Which is not to say every team wouldn't do it. Would it happen here? Yeah. You bring in a guy... Yeah, you're scoring big goals in the playoffs for your team. It's mm -hmm. forgive and forget, and you move on. And that's... Now, if you, you take a major penalty and the cost of the series, then people will go the other way. Yeah, yeah. But, do. yeah, this is the problem with sports, is that we'll put up with reprehensible behavior if someone can score a touchdown, shoot a three-pointer, you know, hit a home run. There's no shortage of examples, Dean. Three rooms he wore his welcome out in. Very, very, very worn-out welcomes. And I would think even within the room he's in now, that helps. To absorb the, I'm not sure I like this guy on our team. Well, he does have 12 goals in 11 games. He's helped on the ice, no doubt. There you go. Uh, time for the Pinder Report. Brought to you by Motorworks. Exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They're going to meet and beat all competitors' quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Ryan Pinder. Ryan Pinder. Ryan Pinder. Oh my gosh, big one last night, fellas. I don't know if you noticed, there's a battle of Alberta going on, and there was a game in Edmonton between the Flames and the Oilers. Not Cannons, Trappers, not Stampeders, Elkos, Elk? or uh, uh, Empires, whatever they're... No, not even Hitman, Oil Kings. Flames, Oilers, and it was either going to be Cowtown tomorrow night with the series tied, or the Oilers one went away from punching their ticket. Of note, Chris Tanev returning to the Flames lineup. We knew he wouldn't be close to 100%, Dean, but uh, given that, no surprise, Daryl decided to suit up a seventh defenseman along with 11 forwards. Uh, and yes, Tanev 
was in, was playing, and we saw a fair amount of that uh, 7-11 and formation in the Dallas series games, 4-5 and 6. Not the start the Flames wanted, though, Dean. Oilers get the puck in. Markstrom gives it away. They score. Tough start for the Flames in game four. A gift from the goalie who's been under the microscope. An awful way to start the game. You were saying it. Probably hard to find a way worse to open a game. Especially when a lot of the talk coming in has been how the Oilers seemingly have what it takes to get to Jacob Markstrom. Mm -hmm. Jacob Markstrom needs to be better. What's happened to Markstrom? Markstrom gives the puck away. It's in their net. Yeah, 21 seconds in. That's quick. Not ideal. Toffoli then in the box for tripping. I settle. Fans on a shot, and now makes a pass to McDavid, who shoots at a stop. Rebound. Hyman scores. Danov can't win the battle for the loose puck, understandably. And uh, Hyman does, and it was 2 nothing. You don't continually fall behind. Oh, <laughs> that was an oldie good but a goodie. They didn't fall behind game one and two. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They did fall behind games uh, three and four. But not continually. No. I mean, it's half the time. That's not continually. Oh, okay. Hyman in the box for tripping that in the second period. Oh, excuse me. We have, we have one more before the end of the... My bad. Excuse Here comes Kane walking in. He shoots and scores. Yep. Everyone's favorite oiler makes it 3 nothing, And off to the second period, we go with the Flames in a massive hole... In a game, they probably uh, put right at the top of your list the most important games of the year. Then with Hyman in the box midway through the second, off for tripping, the Flames came to life. Top of the near circle, Lindholm, who steps in and shoots and scores! Elias Lindholm rips the puck into the top corner of the Oilers' net. The Flames score a power play goal and make it 3-1. to one. Okay, well, there's one, but you got to follow that up with something. Come on now, next shift. Backlund, get up the right side, shoots, is stopped, they score! Michael Backlund squeezes the puck through Mike Smith, and with a couple of quick ones, it is a one-goal game again. Calgary has cut Edmonton's lead to 3-2. to two. Yeah, 3-2 to is the score. Stressful third, and then a good laugh to relieve the tension like everyone needs. You know, a stressful time, maybe break the ice, Dean, with a joke. Hey, a Flames fan, an Oiler fan, walk into a bar. Hey, here's a shot from 132 feet away. Now Kane turns the puck over, and Anderson will slap it down the ice. And it goes in! Oh, my goodness! It goes in! And the Flames have battled back! It is 3-3! Three, three. Wow! Yeah, wow's well, right. Tie game, and probably the worst goal in the NHL this year, 132 feet away. I don't, I can't think of one worse. Because the Hellebeck one was from the Flames' blue line. That was two years ago. This was further out. That was not this year. I can't think of a worse goal in the NHL this season. Those are hard to pick up, though. I mean, it's kind of a two-seamer. Yeah, splitter there? Yeah. Just the bottom went right out of it. Especially you got a guy like Anderson, won the hardest shot in the NHL. It's just That's high right. fastballs all night. And then, then you're looking sudden, for that. And whoa, I'm way out in front here. Yeah. He just drops right off. And he was. He was. Swinging strike and tie Way game. out in front of it. He yeah. was on front. After a wonderful puck play as well. Uh, from. Listen. No, no, that's right. It was a mistake. It was. No. Uh, okay. So the Oilers, how do you respond? You've blown a 3 nothing lead. You allowed the worst goal in the NHL this season, arguably. Let's find out.
It's all tangled up with Hyman in the near quarter. Yamamoto takes it away from Lewis and centers. Barry shoots and misses. Rebound, they score. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. The Nugget, as uh, Smitty Bear called him post-game, with a big goal, 4-3. They had an empty netter, 5-3, your final. Very tough loss for the Calgary Flames. Uh, double minor, high-sticking, Rasmus Anderson late, shorthanded. They tried to create, but... Uh, they were up against it. There was not a six on five with an empty net behind them so much as, uh, okay, we're going to be penalty killing the rest of the game. Can we find a way to equalize? They couldn't. And a classic Daryl post game. Let's have a listen. Yeah, I got no problem with it. I say that always. I mean, that's part of, the, part of the whole process of our team growing. But we hung around tonight. We're not going to go away easy. Even if they thought they were going to beat us easy, that's not, that wasn't the case. Classic Daryl. Plucky, chatty during post game. I don't want to say cracking jokes, but very lighthearted. Uh, his team now on the ropes, as you'd expect from Daryl. This isn't a shot. This is how he operates. Short, snippy after wins, and yeah, no big deal after losses. It's been in the playbook for a long time. The other side, Smith's gaff was the main talking point. Bullet dodged by the Oilers? Yeah, feels like it. I can laugh now, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously. I, I don't think there's been a time in my career where I've lost a puck where I have no idea where it went. And talking to some guys after, I wasn't the only one that didn't know where it was either, so it made me feel a little bit better. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't want that to happen, ever. But unbelievable goal by Nuge at the end there to, to give us a boost back and, and obviously get up in the series, and a win's a win. I also didn't know where it was going, if that makes him feel better. I had no idea where the puck was. No, I, I bad angle. From where I was you sitting. zoom out a little more. I don't know if I wasn't expecting it, so I don't want to blame the camera guy. But yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was going in, so I, like I, he shouldn't worry if I, a lot of people didn't see where it was going. So with that one going, what less than ten minutes to go? Ball game, right here we go. Oh, it's on. It, it was a one goal game before that. You get back to sea level after being down three nothing against the best player in the world in their building. Crowd is stunned. Ooh. The goalie is stunned. Everybody, and then. You have to think the Flames licking their chops. Let's let's bury this thing right now. And I thought they would. I just feel like in sports, when you get those kind of circumstances. It's a huge swing, right? It's it's really hard to grab a hold of it and bring it back. But they did. Indeed, credit due. They did not fold. They did not uh, sag. They went out and got the next goal. They're up 3-1. to one. Game 5 back in Calgary tomorrow. For the Flames, you're going to need more from your top pair, your top line, anyone not on the second line, and all the other defensemen, and your goalie. That's it. Other than that, yeah, just kind of keep doing what you've been doing. Tomorrow night. Lots to uh, tidy up there, Ryan. Ryan. You want to know the deets for tomorrow night, my friend? How about a 7.30 start at the Scotiabank Saddledome? Yeah, all right. Oilers victory will punch their ticket to the uh, Western Conference finals for the first time in the McDavid era. A Flames victory will send it back up to Edmonton where people were funneling Mickeys of whiskey in the street atop traffic lights. Impressive behavior. I don't joke. That's not easy to do. You're going to feel that's going to hit you quick. You think it's dark liquor? It was dark liquor, yes. It was a whiskey, I was told. Yeah. Frank Saravalli had tweeted it out that uh, 
they had put like grease and spikes on a pole so no one could climb it, and then someone was on top of that, had climbed it, yeah, yeah, and just down to Mickey in, in a matter of moments. Let's put this up here to keep the birds and mm-hmm. f- waterfowl off of the. Oh, that's a human. That's right. Now, do uh, we know it was a Mickey or was it a two six or? How? It was one of those plastic ones that you could fit in a boot. I believe that's a Mickey. All right. Yeah. Let's move. Uh, any final thoughts here? I think we've final thought that we would talk about it the rest of the day. Probably Only, tomorrow yeah, like a bit. three or four more hours to last talk night. About it. So the texts were coming in till about 1.30 on overtime last, uh, this morning. Patrick. Right. Elsewhere in the NHL last night, we did have another game, another series. The Rangers hosting Carolina. The Blue Shirts with a chance to even their series. You noted that yesterday, Carolina, not exactly road warriors. Who were the Road Warriors? Do you remember those two? It's like Spike and Hawk, Animal Hawk and or something. Hawk and Hawk, Animal. Hawk and Animal. Yeah, Axe and Smash. They're, they're not playing for the Canes. They're more the natural disasters. Typhoon and Tugboat and Earthquake. Whatever yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. Big boys. Good start for the home team in this one. Truly in the box. Across now for Cop. Cop. Far side ah! shot. Score! Frank Petrato. Gives the Rangers the lead with a power play goal. Taken away by Kopp. Kopp out for Lindgren to the left circle. Score! Score! What a play by Kreider to keep the puck alive after he broke his stick. And it may have been deflected on the way in by Adam Fox. Kreider sends to center for Vetrano. Now Zibanejad dropping it back. Lindgren moves in, shoots, got behind Rotha. Score! Mika Zibanejad knocks it in. And the Rangers take a 3-0 lead. Whoo, there is a performance from the home side. They even the series at two, a three-point night for Kopp. Fifth straight home win. The Rangers haven't done that in the playoffs. Well, they did once in 1994. I forget how that ended, but I think they like that year in New York. Carolina now 0-5 on the road. Wild stuff. We're not going home! No, 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 no. That's backwards. They want to go home. They definitely want to go home. They want to go home. The opposite of that. 6-0 6-0 hmm. at home, 0-5 on the, on the road. At Outscored 21-8 on Jeez. the road, including 7-1. So they scored eight in goals in five road games? Holy boys. Rod the bod flipping out. Just kicking garbage cans, peeling the paint off the walls. How about cop? Goal to assist. Vitrano. Great pickup. What they had to get, Vitrano, just we'll take him. Cash dump from Florida. Goal and an assist. Pizza He's man three. delivers, you know that. Tonight, here's what we're looking at. Uh-huh. St. Louis at Colorado. The Avs have went away from advancing uh, to the third round. That would be the first time in the McKinnon era. They've stalled out in round two a bunch here. Stretching back to when they beat the Flames in 1819. Uh, yeah. Blues need to win three in a row or their season's over. And Nazem Kadri was the man at center stage in game four after receiving... Racist uh, charged comments, death threats for running into Bennington. He had the monster game four hat trick. Said that's for the haters. Chew on that one. Six o'clock, Sportsnet West and CBC tonight here. Any thoughts or feels on Avs Blues? It feels at some point Colorado's going to move on. Is it tonight? It does. I Just for the sake of, I mean, let's play some more hockey here. These are supposed these round two. Let's go. Let's keep these things alive here. Colorado, you swept last round. You don't need to be. Could you just play some hockey? Would that be all right? Stingy bastard. Uh, other NHL news. Did you hear who's uh, having a little chit chat with the Philadelphia Flyers? Did you? 
please, 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 please. We please, play like please. crap in a few games and walk yeah. away with a two-goal win. We got shit for luck right now. That's ridiculous. You guys be safe. Balls as big as the building, doesn't he? He's got some balls. He's got balls. He has some balls. He's got balls. That's what it is. Now, is this Torts real? Is it real? Has chatted or is going to chat with the Flyers? It doesn't mean it's going to happen. If you're Torts, you probably want better options than this. But that market, that coach. Oh, we have been trying please. to wheel this into reality. The yes. Only, the only thing I'm thinking, can we find a Western Conference team so that we get more torts in our life We here? can still play all the post games here. Who needs a Chicago? Who needs a coach? Yeah, there's a few teams in the coach. Dallas. That's right. Well, that I don't doesn't know. feel like a torts that spot. goal in torts. That's, uh, mm. All right. Vegas? Vegas needs a coach? The other interim guys, you know, to Chicago. Can you imagine Torts, the glitz, how he would hate all the pregame ceremonies and the sword fights and the light shows? Just losing his so mind. so sour. Can't, <laughs> can't even get a damn replay on that monitor to show people <laughs> dancing in the 300s. Because you know how they, they have the big drum line and all the, oh, yeah, the yeah. dancing girls when they get a new player coming to town at the airport? Imagine the look on Torrance's face when it's like... Da, 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 yeah, if he da, doesn't da, like the Zegras goal, oh. he's not going to like the in-game entertainment in Vegas. Maybe not a fit there, to your point. Jeez. Other news for women's hockey, very interesting development. The PWHPA is exploring a new league with Billie Jean King Enterprises. This is... a. Potentially a new league being formed that would, uh, you know, be an option for players rather than the Premier Hockey Federation, which the players don't seem to be keen on their terms of how things are going to be played. We'll see where it leads. It'll be a good thing. Get a league. Pay the players. Let's go. Major League Baseball. Let's go to St. Louis where the Blue Jays are wrapping up a two-game set. Kevin Gosman throwing for the Bluebirds. And that's been a good thing, dude. He's been excellent. Uh, Jays' bats, meanwhile, not excellent. Struggling mightily. It's only a matter of time, though, right? Right? Uh, well, last night they look good. 3-2. Swinging a high fly ball. Out to left field. Down the line. And it is gone! Three-run home run for Danny Jansen. 2-1. In the air to right field. Sinking quickly. Donovan on the move. Goes into a slide and loses the baseball. It rolls behind him all the way to the wall. Tapia's running around the bases. He's getting the wave to the plate. Here comes the relay. Not in time. Tapia slides in. 5-0 Toronto. 3-1. There's a swing and a high fly ball. Deep left field. You can forget that one. That baby is long gone. Over the bullpen for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Left a runner in scoring position and consecutive at-bats in the second. Here's Jansen drilling another one. Yes, sir, he's got a pair of long balls tonight in St. Louis. An absolute rocket over the bullpen in left center field for Danny Jansen. And the Blue Jays have an 8-0 lead. Yep, all Jays more than enough for the nasty righty. Gosman, six innings pitch, just four hits, eight Ks. He wins his fourth game of the year, lowers his ERA to 2.25 tidy. Off day today, Jays to the West Coast. They get Otani tomorrow. He's good. The Angels are actually decent this year. They're like above 500, you know, having the two superstars. In other sports, that's good enough. In baseball, it doesn't matter for the Angels. They might even have playoff games for Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Wow. Jays three games over 500. They hold the final wild card in the American League. And if you really cared or you had some sort of a spread, it was an 8-1 final there yesterday. 
NBA, let's go there. Game four in Dallas. Golden State trying to wrap up the Mavericks season, but, uh, well, they ran into that uh, attractive human son, and he's a pretty good basketball player. That got him back in this ballgame and continuing to stay in this 3-2 zone. They take out Lee. They bring in Curry. They stay in the zone. Donchich. That cannot happen. <laughs> that cannot happen. Luca, 30 points, 14 rebounds, 119-109. Have you noticed in the NBA? It's been two and a half weeks since there was a competitive game. Everything's a blowout. That was 10 last night, and that felt close. Huh? Meanwhile, you get overtimes in the NHL, one goal games. Yeah, because what was it the other night? Boston, 102-82. Teams winning by 30. That's like 20. This one's 10. Close. Tonight, it's Boston-Miami. Game five from the Sunshine State. The series deadlocked to twos. 6.30 on Sportsnet 1 and Sportsnet 360. And finally, Canadian Championship tonight in Calgary. Open wide for some soccer! Calgary FC with a massive test against the Whitecaps of MLS. Major League Soccer Club will be visiting at Cofield at Spruce Meadows. 7 o'clock start tonight. Patty, Whitecaps tonight. How are you feeling? Oh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an exciting crowd. Hopefully tonight, uh, Whitecaps have been struggling at MLS level, so uh, who knows what can happen tonight? Yeah, they beat them in 2019. Pacific beat them last year. York won on penalties, so that'll be the winner. Yeah, winner gets York. They beat Pacific yesterday. TFC beat the Wanderers, and Montreal will face Forge tonight. That's gonna make up the final four semifinals of the Canadian tournament. Tommy gonna join us, hopefully around 8:35 or so. That's all, Dean. Pinder Report is brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitors. Quotes, 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Flames fall in Edmonton, must-win territory. Corey Sarich, when we come back, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.